Welcome, 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 women, to another exciting episode of Relentless, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Janae Bryce, and it is my pleasure to come to you today with another exciting word from the Lord. We are relentless. Why? Because we can't stop. We don't stop. We won't stop. Searching the unsearchable riches of the word of God. The word of God is relentless. The Bible says his blessings will overtake us. That means they'll chase us down and take us over. The word is relentless in our lives. So too should we be as women of God, relentless about our pursuits, relentless about our praise, relentless about those things that matter most in our lives. So as is my custom, I'd like to give a shout out today to those churches, associations, nonprofits um, who have helped me down through the years, who have invited me to share where, whether it was in a word of poetry, um, emceeing a program, speaking on a Sunday morning, workshops, lectures, conventions, whatever it may have been on land or by sea. (laughs) I just thank you for allowing me to share. So today's shout out goes to um, Greater Harvest Fellowship Church of Sacramento, Pastor and First Lady Burrell. God bless you all for allowing me to share my gifts with you. Truly, the Lord is good. And I say to you, like Paul said to the church at Philippi, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Well, so today, uh, women of God, we are continuing our series on fairy tales, fairy tales and the rich lessons that are actually found in them. So today I thought I'd share because I remember fondly speaking at a gathering of girls where I was able to share the profound spiritual truths found in the familiar fairy tale. (laughs) that you all know, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And just as the Lord shared with me, I will now share with you. I've entitled this, The Trouble with Snow White, or A Biblical View of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. All right, let's jump on in and see what the Lord has to say. We have several different um, points for us today. Um, I think we have about uh, five or six of them. Let me see. How many points we got? Five points. All right. We got about five points and we're going to be out of your way. So the trouble with Snow White or a biblical view of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Point number one, her situation, her situation. Now, follow me, y'all. In an effort to get to know the character of Snow White, we need to check out her particular situation or life circumstances. We need to learn just what is really going on with her. When the story begins, if you recall, there is a woman talking to a mirror to whom she refers as slave. Now, y'all got to go back. Now, you got to rent it or look at Netflix. Check it out. So we immediately get the sense that she's pretty important, maybe even powerful. But we who are born again know that power belongs to God, according to Psalm 62 and 11. Somebody should have told her. Well, before long, she asked that very familiar question. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? To her utter amazement, the mirror answers back and I paraphrase. Well, it used to be you, but now there is one fairer than you, oh queen. The queen is shocked. I mean, you could just picture her. 
grabbing her pearls like she done caught the vapors. <laughs> Listen, as we get older, ladies, we need to ask the Lord to help us grow old gracefully. You had your turn. Get better, not bitter. Become a mentor and teach a younger woman the ropes. Remember, like I always say, every Mary needs an Elizabeth. And every Elizabeth needs a Mary. Snow White is in a household with a woman who is jealous of her. She is also a part of a blended family. Now, now check this. Now, you got to remember the story. Sometimes fairy tales uh, depict blended families as dysfunctional and hateful. The truth is all families are dysfunctional because all families are comprised of people. Can I get a witness? Somebody said if you shake the family tree, all the nuts going to fall out. <laughs> we are fallen. We are depraved. We are sinful people. Whether one's family is the family of origin or the result of being blended together, every family needs Jesus. Every one of them. Two, her inclination. The word inclination means that which one is most likely to do in a given situation. It is our outward actions as um, depicted by our inward propensities. The outward actions depicted by our inward propensities. It's our knee-jerk responses, our initial reactions. Um, being in this situation, what is it that Snow White is most inclined to do? The answer to this question can be discovered as we view her out on the veranda talking to the birds. Y'all better watch it. She's cleaning up the patio with a ball gown on. <clears throat> we get a glimpse into the mindset of Snow White. What's going on in her psyche? Uh, she feels more comfortable talking to those outside her house than she does inside it. She begins singing the song, Someday My Prince Will Come. Someday my prince will come. That's just like Dorothy last week. She said somewhere over the rainbow. See, it's dangerous to always think about somewhere and someday. You've got to focus on this day. The Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. See, you, you mess up when you always want to be somewhere else at another time. She says, someday my prince will come. Again, we encounter a young woman who is unhappy where she is and longs to be elsewhere. Here's another lesson. Come on, women. When we feel unloved, unwanted, lonely, and misunderstood, we must run to the word of God that ensures us that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. She is inclined to daydream and sing about someday and some man. We need to deal with reality. And trust God for the future. Did you hear what I said? I said we need to deal with today. Reality. And trust God for the future. Someday and somewhere. Okay. You're going to miss all the blessings right in front of you. Looking elsewhere. Point number three. Her infatuation. An infatuation is defined as something you like. That which you are impressed by. That which stirs your emotions. Uh-oh. I said, it's that thing you like. Let me throw this in for free. See, I can go to a bakery and pass up the apple pie, the cherry pie. I can pass up, you know, the lemon meringue and, 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 and 
Um, some of that, that, that doesn't interest me at all, but walking over to that carrot cake, mm -hmm, that one ain't going to be all right. (laughs) It's my propensity. It's my infatuation. That's the one I like. Be careful because Satan knows exactly what you like. Mm. What's the lesson, Sister Bryce? Lesson. We should always remember Colossians 3 and 12. And it says, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things above. Set your affections. Come on. On things above, not on things on the earth. Set your affections on things above. Hmm. Because sometimes setting your affections on things down here can mess you up a little bit. Come on here. Through Snow White's sad situation, the Lord was showing me that infatuation grows out of one or two circumstances. It can either grow out of what one has always seen or from what one has never seen. For example, if a young woman's father has always been around, hardworking, paying bills, loving his wife and taking care of his family, then a young woman will likely look for something similar in a mate. Because this is what she has always seen. Likewise, if a girl's father has never been around, perhaps he was there but was rather ambivalent toward her. Maybe he was apathetic and didn't seem to care one way or another. Or even worse, maybe um, he displayed inappropriate affection, the wrong kind of affection toward her. Then a young woman may likely look for something entirely different in a mate because she has never seen it. In Snow White's case, we are never introduced to her father, only to her stepmother. Where was dad? It begs the question, where was he? And what kind of was, what kind of father was he? There is a void in this woman's life because of the absence of her dad. Now, let me throw this in for free, too. I know some of y'all would say, my dad was never around. I didn't miss him at all. My mother made sure I had everything I needed. I had a wonderful stepfather. Yes, I understand that. But there is a void in every young woman's life that only her father can fill. Now, 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 call me. Hit me up on Facebook or, or text me because we can talk about that. We can talk. All of us have daddy issues. All of us do. And it would behoove all of us to take that like everything else to the Lord in prayer and leave it there. Come on here. Point number four. Her desperation. Now now it's starting to get good. Yeah, now, now here we go. We done already talked about her situation. Come on here. Her inclination. Her infatuation. Now we're talking about her desperation. Old Snow got some stuff going on, don't she? Later in the story, we find that things are going from bad to worse with Snow White. Now her stepmother wants her dead. After all of this, she's so jealous and hateful. She's mad that there seems to be one fairer in the whole land than she is. Listen, mama, sit down somewhere. It's all right. Somebody else can have a turn. She has even commissioned a huntsman to kill her. And as proof, she wants him to put her heart in a box and bring it to her. Ooh, Lord. Ooh, Lord. As I looked at her gruesome request, I mean, put her heart in a box and bring it to her. I grew more and more perturbed with this stepmother. Now, now I was giving her a break in the beginning because maybe your husband died or, you know, I don't know what happened. I, I don't know, but you were the stepmother and you were disgruntled. Clearly, you're mad at your stepdaughter. I don't know what your problem is. But I was giving you a break till you wanted to kill somebody. 
How presumptuous of her to assume that a woman's heart could fit in a box. Now, see, that's where I'm going with it. How dare you think that a woman's heart could fit in a box? What's wrong with you? I'm reminded of the movie Titanic. Remember, Rose? As Rose recalls her experiences on the doomed ship, she says something most profound. She says, a woman's heart is a deep ocean. Ooh, say it. I concur wholeheartedly. Her children's cherished moments lie there. Love, both gained and lost, lives there. Life and all that it had to offer lie there. A woman's heart could never fit in a box. What's wrong with her? See, a woman would know that if you weren't so hateful and jealous, you could find something in common with your stepdaughter. Shame on you. Physically, the heart is that organ that pumps blood throughout the body to ensure optimal function throughout it. While this is true, it is much more than that. I said it's much more than that. According to scripture, God says, guard the heart for out of it flows the issues of life. All the issues, all of the love, all of the promises kept and broken, all of the things that the heart has seen. How dare she think it could fit in a box? What's wrong with her? Desperation is defined as a state of hopelessness, utter dependence on the kindness of others. Have you ever been desperate? Somebody said desperate times call for desperate measures. Desperation will make you do what you thought you would never do. But even that is answered in the word of God. See, the deer that pants for the water brook is desperate for the water. So the psalmist said, as the deer longeth for the water brook, so my soul longeth after thee, O God. I'll run to you when I'm feeling desperate. (laughs) To be desperate means to be at a loss, completely messed up, traumatized. Now Snow White has no place to go. She's been run out of her house. And she's running through the woods. Chased into the wilderness by a woman who should have loved her. Oh, come on, older women. I'm talking to you today. What young woman are you alienating? What young woman are you refusing to pour into? Because you're jealous. Because she's beautiful. She's young. And you done decided you don't like that. She thinks she all that. She ain't nothing. The devil is a liar. Stop being jealous. The Lord ain't going to use you acting jealous. Stop. Hating on somebody. Listen, you had your turn. Stop. Don't listen. Don't be mad at her because she wearing that mini skirt. You used to wear one too. And truth be told, if you looked right, you would put it on again. Stop it. <laughs> Snow White now has no place to go. Chased into the woods by somebody who should have loved her. Come on, point number five. Her habitation. Her habitation. Come on here. We looked at her situation. Her inclination. Her infatuation. Her desperation. Now, her habitation. Come on. Habitation means dwelling place. Thou, art Lord, has been my dwelling place. Thank you, Jesus. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run therein and are saved. He is my dwelling place. While in the woods, she comes to a cottage. Now, now look, look at her. She peeks through the window, knocks on the door, and lets herself in. C- c- come on, go back. 
She peeks through the window, peeping Tom, knocks on the door, and lets herself in. Now, in the real world, that's called breaking and entering. It could get you, what, three to five? Why are you just walking in somebody's house? Wait until they say come in. What? 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 Well, based on what she sees, she assumes all is well. It's a little cottage. She should be welcome there. She sees little chairs and a little table. She assumes that orphans live there because the house is in disarray. She just assumes little kids live there. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. Here's the lesson. Assumptions are dangerous. If you've not been invited in, don't assume you can come in. What you say? I said, if you have not been invited in, don't assume you can come in. Who said she was welcome? Was there a welcome mat outside? Did she misunderstand? See, your desperation will lead you to do crazy stuff. So she assumed she was welcome. My grandmother used to tell me, believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see. Better than that, there is the word of God. Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. So, so, so she says to herself, if I clean up this house, they may let me stay. If, if I just do what they want me to do, then I'll be in their good graces. She was rendering her services for their good favor. Mm. I said she was rendering her services for their good favor. This is dangerous because this um, would essentially make her beholden and indebted to them. She was, in essence, prostituting herself in hopes of compensating herself. <laughs> What you say? I said, in essence, she was prostituting herself in hopes of compensating herself. See, you don't believe me. I can tell. But I can tell you believe me. But 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 here you go. Well, what was that song they were singing when they came home from work? Uh-huh. And what would you say if you met a woman living with seven men, little or otherwise? <laughs> You're going to have to think about it and. Y'all going to have to come on, go with me. Now, all joking aside, for real, the beauty of her situation is that Jesus met a woman one day in a similar situation. She needed something, too. She needed some water. You remember the woman at the well? Jesus said, where's your husband? She replied, I don't have one. Mm -mm. He said, and I paraphrase, you got that right, girly, girly. You had many men, and the man you with now is not your husband either. He did not despise her. He did not refuse her. He welcomed her. In her desperation, in her loneliness, Jesus welcomed her. See, the Lord wants us desperate. The Lord wants us to come to him desperate. With a broken spirit and a contrite heart. The Bible says he will not despise. He won't turn us away. Come to him, wearied, wounded, and sad. Find in him a resting place. He will make you glad. Look at point number six. And this is where we're going to hang our hat. We're going to leave uh, after this one. Her starvation. All right. Y'all been paying attention? Y'all still with me? Number one, her situation. Number two, her inclination. Number three, her infatuation. Number four, her desperation. Number five, her habitation. Now, number six, her starvation. Look at this. Well, in an effort to finally get rid of old Snow, the queen figured she would just have to do it herself. She could not trust the huntsman who just couldn't seem to do it. She was like, if you want something done, you just got to do it yourself. It turned out that the huntsman had too much of a heart to kill her. 
too much of a heart to take her heart. Hmm. So the queen disguised herself as an old woman and convinced Snow White to let her in the cottage. As soon as she was inside, she showed Snow White an apple, a piece of fruit. Who does this sound like? Eve, failed by the fruit. Messing up. Eve ate us out of house and home, and here comes Snow White. She ain't learned nothing. She ain't been reading her Bible. She ain't been reading. Listen, the Lord showed me that we will eat anything when we're hungry enough. When there is a hunger that wants to be fed, a desire that refuses to be satiated, we will indulge. The flesh is a powerful thing, and it takes a power greater than our own to overcome its gravitational pull, pulling us down. As was the case with our foremother Eve, so it is with old Snow. She ate and she died. Snow White ate because she was starved. Starved for attention, starved for affection, starved for companionship, starved for relationship. She was just plain old starving. She lacked the nourishment of a loving family. And as a result, she ate of the wrong fruit and she died. What's the lesson, Sister Bryce? There is a void in all of our lives that only the Lord Jesus Christ can fill. He is waiting with open arms to heal our diseases, feel our hunger, and redeem us back to the Lord God Almighty. We have examined a young woman's life. We have seen her sad situation. It's sad to be in a house where you don't feel loved, where you're more comfortable outside than you are in. We have analyzed her inclination, that is her knee-jerk response, that she's willing to talk to birds rather than folks. We've seen her unrealistic infatuation. Hmm. Someday my prince will come. Somebody somewhere. See, let me throw this in for free too. When you're asking God for something, you need to be specific. Listen, someday and somebody, that's going to mess you up. When you're praying for a man, don't, don't be mad at what he come looking like. Mm-hmm. Two feet tall with one eye. See, you got to be specific. Someday, some man. Uh-uh. Tell the Lord what you want. <laughs> Desperation. Desperation. We get a little glimpse into why she has such a sense of desperation. See, see, oh, your upbringing brings you to where you are today. You can't re-raise folks. Listen, you can't do nothing about how that man was raised. You can't do nothing about it. Can't do nothing about the how, how you were raised. You have to live for today and ask the Lord to help you get all that stuff straightened out. Snow White is making decisions out of desperation, out of her childhood trauma. Situation. Inclination, infatuation, desperation. We viewed her habitation. Just, just taking up residence in somebody else's house. Just decided she was going to go on in and be welcome. What? And we have focused on the result of spiritual starvation. As a result of being starved, she took an apple from a woman that looked like that. <laughs> Y'all better go back and look at it. You know what that woman looked like? All she did was hand it to her. She took it from her and ate it. When we find ourselves in any of these predicaments, we have only to remember that Jesus Christ is our only source of salvation. You might be in a bad situation. Might have some ungodly inclination. 
And we might have unrealistic infatuation, which may lead us to a sense of desperation. Taking up residence in somebody else's habitation. And as a result, suffering from absolute starvation. But just remember, God is the source and the strength of our lives. He is our light and our salvation. What's the souvenir for today, Sister Bryce? What's the souvenir? After learning all this about Snow White and, and hopefully um, taking it in and taking a look at our own lives. Look at Isaiah 1 and 18. The Bible says, come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, what will he do? They shall be as white as snow. <laughs> God bless you, women of God. I pray you are being helped as we do this series on fairy tales. I just want to encourage you all figure out how to leave a, um, a review for the podcast. I'm, I'm not even sure how to do it, but please feel free. Bless me that way. Y'all say, shout me out on Facebook and figure out how to leave a, a, a review. I would love to hear how you are being blessed. God bless you women. See you next week.